Welcome to the Ask Ultra podcast. My name is Julian Hall and I am on a mission to help parents and teachers support the next generation of entrepreneurs. Now, before we get into today's episode, here is a fun fact. Where does the word focus originate from? Stay with me to the very end of the podcast to get the answer. In this episode, I'm going to give you evidence-based strategies you can use to help your child or student to focus and concentrate more effectively, especially during quarantine. At the time of recording this podcast, it will be the day before some schools reopen on the 1st of June. In an article published by the Huffington Post, a mum of two who won't be sending her kids back to school described their family experience in the last nine weeks as walking on an ever-thinning tightrope of tensions. And in and amongst concerns for safety, being locked down and not knowing when we'll go back to normal or what that even looks like, our ability as parents and teachers to focus on the task at hand has probably never been more challenging. So imagine what it's like for our little angels or terrors and how difficult it must be for them to focus on things that we deem as meaningful, be that strict academics or extracurricular activities that may build hard and soft skills. Even without the pandemic, after spending years running a business in the education sector and delivering lessons and workshops to thousands of students, one thing I know for sure is that concentration in children doesn't always come easy. Lack of focus and concentration is one of the issues lots of parents and teachers really struggle with. And this usually plays out in behaviour management and poor academic achievement or attainment. Now, the inspiration for this episode came when, just yesterday, I watched my son with his two cousins for hours on end, in fact, it was actually for about two days straight, focus on building almost all the Lego in my son's possession. I could see everything from teamwork, conflict resolution, creativity and focus happening effortlessly and wondered, how can we as parents and teachers catch this in a bottle or maybe just a lesson plan? So I've reflected on some of the skills and approaches we've used over the last five years in teaching entrepreneurial skills to children and distilled down those skills which specifically help our students to concentrate and focus. So number one, teach them how to eat an elephant. When I was five or six years old, my mother had a home-based business. She would make bows, the type that are used for gifts, and I would help her to make them. I remember there being a box about as big as me with gold strips that she taught me to put together and then put them into another empty box which was yep you guessed it about as big as I was. I remember thinking how on earth are we going to fill this empty box with these tiny bows but because that was quality time I spent with my mother just her and I I didn't mind and I noticed that if I didn't think about how big the task was and just focused on making one bow at a time that eventually the box filled up. As a kid, I felt a really great sense of accomplishment. I didn't realise at the time it was a business. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember. But I realised it was important. And a week later, when the man turned up at the door again with more boxes, I knew that no matter how big that elephant was, if I took one small bite out of that task at a time, that I would complete it. What my mother did knowingly or unknowingly was keep me focused on making the bows, not how big the box was. She focused me on the detail of the task at hand and not the box that was as big as I was. Number two, encourage kids to unitask and not multitask. I know many of us pride ourselves in our ability to do this. However, the fact is that if you're doing more than one thing at a time, it won't be done as well or as quickly as if it was done on its own. This can even include what they're just thinking about. 
I remember at our second kid business fair, one of our students with her mother turned up early and I asked mum, how was it going? She said, terribly. Oh, I said, what happened? Mum then told me that as they prepared the products the night before, everything that could go wrong did. However, she told me that her daughter focused on the problem in front of her and not the problem of whether they'd get enough sleep, turn up on time, sell enough products, none of that. And for that reason, her daughter was able to put it all together and they ended up having a great day at the fair. Number three, there's an idea that however long you give a task is how long that task will take. A task will take up as much time as you allocate to it. If I say that it'll take me a day to write, record and edit this podcast, it will be easy for that task to fill that time. However, if I say that the same task will take me two hours, my brain goes to work to figure out how to become as efficient as it needs to fit the task into the time allocated. This often means removing all distractions and breaking down the task into chunks assigned to a time frame. I remember when one of our young entrepreneurs came on a tech startup judging panel with me. She'd never had to listen to a three minute pitch and figure out how to assess and feedback. So I told her to simply write down keywords on a sheet of paper as she listened to the pitches, keywords that stood out for her. I told her not to think about the audience, what the pictures were wearing or what she'd had for breakfast and just focus on the words coming out of the mouths of the entrepreneurs. Afterwards, she told me that not only did she enjoy the pictures, but zoning out everything else around her gave her a sense of focus that she'd never felt before. Number four, rest and recuperation. If they're finding it hard to do something or are getting frustrated or upset, just stop the activity and give them a moment. A few episodes back, I told you about my son struggling to record the YouTube videos for our new YouTube channel. I told him that we would break down his script into manageable chunks instead of him having to remember two or three sentences at a time. I noticed that in the last video we recorded, that even though he was still being stretched, that this time he didn't get upset or frustrated and worked through it by taking short 10 to 20 second breaks to centre himself. Laugh at the dad jokes I told him and carry on. Number five. In a recent Superman movie, The Man of Steel, there's a scene where Clark is a little boy getting used to his powers, unable to, so locks himself in the school cleaning cupboard. When his mother turns up, she helps him to focus on the sound of her voice. Now, we all know that music can help kids to zone in on the task at hand by zoning out other distractions. Or it could be removing the buzzing, pinging device tied to their hip, or even a YouTube loop of rain falling or the sea crashing against the rocks. Experiment with some of these approaches to see if it helps your child or student. I once worked with a teacher who got her students to sit in silence for three minutes before class started, which allowed them to process all of the noise from their previous lesson in preparation for this one. Number six, deep breathing is another great tool we can introduce. Often our child's ability to focus is attached to wavering emotions which they find hard to control. I could dedicate a whole podcast to this and in fact probably will. Suffice to say that taking a few deep breaths at points where they're losing focus is a well-worn tool to help them get it back. Number seven, self-regulated learning or a child's ability to manage their own learning without being reminded or in many cases hounded is in part a consequence of their ability to focus on multiple tasks to be done and regulating them accordingly. When my daughter was six years old, despite being hounded by my wife, she forgot to do her homework. So my wife got her to write a letter to her teacher to explain why. My daughter was really embarrassed by the thought of her teacher knowing she'd forgotten to do her homework because she was watching Peppa Pig. She wasn't able to regulate on her own terms the outcome of not doing her homework. 
But from that day onwards and six years later, my daughter will move heaven and earth to make sure her homework is done. And not only on time, but usually days or weeks in advance. All of these approaches I've just discussed are key entrepreneurial skills. Being focused makes you a finisher, which is something lots of people struggle with. The entrepreneurial community are no longer impressed with a good idea, but with someone who has enough focus to execute on that idea, knowing that like the rest of us, life is a default distraction. Now, thank you for staying with me until the end of today's episode. And as promised, the answer to the fun fact, which was, where does the word focus originate from? It literally comes from the 17th century Latin phrase, domestic hearth. Now, hearth is an old school way of saying fireplace. It's where you would place the firewood and spark the fire that would heat your home. I find it so interesting that's where the word focus comes from, because I think that we can all relate to being in a place where we're focused and that it's almost a central place where we find our productivity, inspiration, drive and fire. So next time you think about focusing your children or students, it's a useful metaphor to think about how you can create the spark they need to concentrate and be focused. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a parent or teacher who needs to hear this message. And I'll see you on the next episode. Ultra and out. This episode was brought to you by Ask Ultra, the entrepreneurship tuition app for kids. Available on both app stores. Try it for free.